Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the first reading, we hear from the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, if there's any book that you need to read other than the Gospels and the Bible, it's this book, Ecclesiastes. In fact, this is a book that we need to read to our children. We as adults can learn a powerful lesson from it. More to it, by having our children listen to Ecclesiastes, it lays the proper and solid foundation for the moral and spiritual life. Now, the passage that we have for this morning is at the very beginning of the book of Ecclesiastes and is written by a voice of a person called Kualath. Now, scholars believe the identity of Kualath is actually King Solomon. Remember the story of King Solomon? God gives Solomon the great gift of wisdom, wisdom beyond all telling. Therefore, we must read Ecclesiastes with great attentiveness. Now notice how it begins. It says, Vanity of vanities, says Kualath. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. We have to appreciate the context in which this first reading is set in. Essentially, Kualath, or King Solomon, is now an old man. He's lived a full life. He's been a king. He's seen it all. He's done it all. And as king throughout his entire life, he had everything that he ever wanted at his disposal. He had wealth, luxury, fame, honor, notoriety. He had every sensual pleasure satisfied at a moment's notice. And now he's this wise old man coming to the very end of his life. And what does he say? Vanity of vanities. It's all vanity. It's all in vain. You know, if you look at our own selves, our own lives, you know, we spend a great deal of time on our own personal accomplishments. It's either that or we get caught up in the rat race, in making more and more money, you know, getting promotions at work, you know, building bigger houses, whatever it may be. And yet, what does King Solomon say? The wisest of all the men in this entire world history, he says it's all in vain. Now notice the juxtaposition. He writes, Here is one who labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and yet to another who has not labored over it. He must leave property. This is all vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to a man for all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun? All his days, sorrow and grief is his occupation. Even at night, his mind is not at rest. This is all vanity. Now that teaches us a great and powerful lesson. He looks out into the world and he sees all these people slaving away. Now he knew they basically were working for themselves. You know, what we would refer to in our day and age, it was the rat race. Throughout all of our life, you know, we spend spinning our wheels, trying to get ahead, trying to be successful. And what does King Solomon say? It's all in vain. At the very end of our life, we look back and we say, you know, did it really make a difference? 
And that's what King Solomon is doing. Notice what he says. All his days are sorrow and grief in his occupation. Even at night, his mind is not at rest. This is all vanity. Well, now King Solomon is taking a deep look inside of himself. And he sees how his ego ran his life. How his ego directed his entire life. And now he can't sleep. He's constantly obsessing about himself in relationship to the world. How do people see me? What do people think of me? Well, when we read this entire book of Ecclesiastes, we always find one phrase that is repeated, under the sun. You know, under the sun, which means what? You know, in this world. And so a great lesson for us that we can take from this immediately, King Solomon, the wisest of all men, is telling us, that everything under the sun, everything that we labor for in this world, is all in vain. And see, that lies at the very heart of the message for this weekend. If we're looking for something in this world to satisfy us, to give us meaning and purpose in life, we won't get it. It'll all be in vain. That's what King Solomon is trying to teach us. But therein lies the great temptation, isn't it? To look into this world and to see something in this world can satisfy us give us purpose and joy in life. Remember again the author, King Solomon, the greatest of all men of wisdom, and he's telling us, don't do this. Don't make the mistake I've made. Now, remember, King Solomon was a king for most of his life. He lived a life of privilege. He lived in a royal palace. He would clap his hands, and immediately servants would bring him anything he wanted. Now at the end of his life, he says what? It's all in vain. It's all meaningless. Now, I would argue, if King Solomon were a person who never experienced a life of privilege, never experienced great success, fame, fortune, and notoriety, if he says vanity of vanities, all is vanity, well, he really wouldn't have much credibility. But King Solomon has. He's done it all, seen it all, and now he says it's all in vain. Well, that tells us he has immense credibility. I often quote you Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. Well, St. Augustine said, Lord, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you, my God. We are made for God. We are wired for God. And only in God alone can we find purpose and joy and meaning in life. Again, what's the danger? In Cumulate, King Solomon warns us, to place that desire they have for God into something or onto something in this world. The moment we do that, then yes, our entire life will be in vain because we're chasing, you could say, our own tail. That's what Solomon is trying to say when he says vanity of vanities, all is in vanity. He knows it because he lived that lifestyle. Now, where is this clearly seen in our own day and age? Well, people of position, power, whether it's Hollywood or politics, people place, you know, that desire for God with power or honor or wealth. And what happens? Well, we see them all fall, one after another. Their lives are miserable. Yes, they enjoy fame, fortune, notoriety, and yet they all fall eventually. Their lives become miserable. They end up with addictions. Worse yet, they end up on Oprah. You know, that's a telltale sign that someone in Hollywood has truly hit rock bottom is when they go on the Oprah show and confess their sins. Then you know they've hit bottom. Now that we learned this powerful lesson from the first reading, now we can go into the gospel. Now it makes sense. In fact, Jesus is using Ecclesiastes to make his point. 
Here we have this rich man as this gospel begins. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. He said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, and be merry. Essentially what the man is saying to himself is, Indulge. Indulge in every earthly pleasure and comfort. This rich man now hoards his wealth to himself. That's why he says he was going to build bigger barns. Well, he's keeping that, all that wealth to himself. We could say he's addicted to that wealth. Well, when we take that desire for God and attach it to those things of this world, just like this man has, well, we become obsessed with it. Like this man, we become obsessed with our wealth. Worse yet, we don't become or practice charity. As this rich man does, he, instead of giving his wealth away, he builds bigger barns so he can hoard it all to himself. You know, sometimes we fall into that. We say to ourselves, you know, I just need, you know, a bigger house. I just need that promotion at work. And so we work and we work and we work. And then we get it. Whatever we were desiring, we get it. We enjoy it for a while. And then the enjoyment wears away. And then we have to have more. We have to have a bigger house. We have to have more money. We have to have another promotion in order to satisfy that longing we have. Why? Because we expect those things to satisfy that longing that we have for God. But they never do. And that's what King Solomon is trying to teach us when he says, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Now notice what the man says, I will build bigger barns. Well, what happens next? Well, he builds the bigger barns. But what does God say to him? You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? For thus it will be rich for those who store up treasure for themselves but are not rich in what matters to God. Again, that's a powerful lesson that Jesus is trying to teach us all. Life is not determined by what house we live in, what possessions we have, how wealthy we are. Instead, life is about finding the greatest good, and that is God himself. Only God can satisfy the deep longing that we have for him. Now, don't get me wrong. Houses, cars, bank accounts, golf clubs, all those things— are gifts from God. We should enjoy them. There's nothing wrong with them. But the moment they become the ultimate desire in our God, other than God himself, that's when we have deep problems. That's when we're going to say at the end of our life, it's all in vain. Now, a little later in this chapter from Luke, Jesus will say, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Well, the greatest treasure that we had doesn't come from this world. It comes from the next world, the world we are all tending to, we're the world of heaven itself, relationship with God. Therefore, we must make that our treasure. That's where our heart should always be centered in, God and God alone. See, when that happens, then at the end of our life, we can look back and we won't say, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. No, instead what we will say is praise God, for God has truly blessed us with a faith-filled life. And may the grace and peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.